The Sex Ed with Tim podcast is recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabeg, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people. We acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13, signed with the Mississaugas of the Credit, and the Williams Treaty, signed with multiple Mississaugas and Chippewa bands. You're listening to Sex Ed with Tim. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I am your host, Tim. I am a sex educator. I identify as chaotically gay and uh, Cecilia. Hi. Hi. Yeah, I have a question for you. All right. Why isn't Masturbators Anonymous successful? I don't know. Because everybody comes. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Thanks for coming to the show. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> so good. Sorry. No, it's not. It was so bad. <laughs> oh, but it's so... It's like bad jokes jokes. are like (laughs) a cornerstone of being Filipino, aren't they? Because everybody comes. Everybody. (laughs) Kasi. Kasi everybody. Kasi everybody comes. (laughs) Oh, we're so stupid. We truly know how to have fun here on the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. So listeners, that wonderful, jolly, and beautiful voice that you hear on the other end of the mic is none other than my friend, the mermaid goddess herself. Meow, meow, meow. Mermaid goddess Cecilia. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. So tell us about yourself, Ate Cecilia. Oh, so I am a sexuality and pleasure educator, which is honestly a title I gave myself because sex educator is great, great title, but I wanted to put the pleasure back into it. Um, and so that's, I just, I just put it in there because that's what I wanted put to put it do. in. Mm-hmm. So I put it in. You just put we, everything with consent, inside. You know, I, I mean, said, yeah. Is this okay? Mm-hmm. And I said, hells yeah. And there you go. <laughs> I think that's so hot. Like, literally, people overthink consent, and then it's literally as easy as, are you sure, or is this okay? Like, three right. words. Right. And it's like, fuck yes. Like, keep fucking going. Yes. Oh. And how, like, hot is that? Exactly. So hot. hot so hot when a guy just asks me, uh, you feel good? Is this okay? Are you sure? I'm like, right. oh. I'm I'm like so wet. I'm so basat just thinking about this right now. Oh my god. It's perfect. <laughs> There's literally a puddle in my seat right now. But <laughs> so uh Ate Cecilia, what have you been working on as a sex educator, as a pleasure educator? So I came through this profession a little bit by accident. I, I started in the retail portion um, doing sex toy parties. It is still something that I definitely do. Um, and it is just one of the, uh, it, there's nothing like having a room full of people learn something about themselves during your presentation and 
<laughs> and like seeing that on their face, you know, like seeing the like, oh shit. That discovery, like they just yeah. got enlightened or something. Right. Or even the like, oh shit, that's normal. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just, it feels so good. Um, and obviously, you know, like it's been a little tough because uh, <laughs> we've been in the middle of a pandesal. So, <laughs> um, a pancit, a pancit, <laughs> pancit canton. We're in the so, middle of a putangina. Really? <laughs> Why haven't I said that one yet? <laughs> I'm gonna, that's the we one I'm gonna are. start using now. We're in the middle of a putangina. <laughs> we really are. So, so, so yeah you know like it, it's it's been tough but i've been trying to do it you know the virtual route and now that things are sort of opening up here in where i live which is boston massachusetts um i'm definitely hoping to pick boston. that up again boston i don't mm -hmm. know the accent I don't know why I just <laughs> what that. that was awful anyone <laughs> in massachusetts is like what the fuck was that I'm massive sorry. huge tits from no, boston well, massive huge tits well, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, um, to Cecilia, you're known on Instagram as, like, the mermaid. Uh, like, the mermaid goddess herself. What does it mean to be a mermaid? Like, how did you get to that, like, aesthetic? Yeah. So, I think, I think being born in the Philippines was, you know, being surrounded by water is one huge piece to it. I've always felt very connected to the ocean. Um, and then when I moved to the U.S., it was around the time that, like, Splash came out, The Little Mermaid came out, and there was this connection for me of, like, belonging to one place and wanting to be part of another place, especially as an immigrant. So just a lot of that, I don't know how, as a, like, four, six-year-old, that, like, that's what my brain decided to connect and put together. But, like, apparently my brain was very, like, I don't know. I don't know, like smart, I guess. <laughs> to think of it, brains to, to do that sometimes. Brains, you know, <laughs> they make connections. Um, so you know, and I think there's there's this level of like fun and whimsy to it that often gets lost in a lot of the formal education of anything, right? And so to be able to bring that into the conversation again, especially when it when it's about sex and pleasure, that yes, there are, you know, things that, that are good to know, like facts and actual information. And also it can be fun and silly and like jovial and maybe mysterious and you know like you can create your own mythologies and and that sort of thing so i wanted to incorporate my like love of the myths with the, with the work that i do mm -hmm. um and like and like why the hell not you know like mm -hmm, mm -hmm. really why not right like look at these thingamabobs which are like a, exactly. just a bunch of dildos <laughs> isn't it neat <laughs> i do have a shirt that I put that I created that's on my website um, that says gadgets and gizmos aplenty. Aplenty. Oh, it has silhouettes of uh, dildos and sex toys. 
I fucking love that. That's so yes. cute. Oh, that's adorable. <laughs> so I, I wanted to bring to note that you did uh, say something earlier. Uh, you differentiated sex and pleasure. Uh, but I want to focus this conversation on the pleasure part more on like why those two are different things. Mm. Why is sex and pleasure like different? Yeah. So I feel like sex there it's, it's in my mind, it's the act, right? So there's like action to it. Um, whereas pleasure is part of it. And also it can be in saying no to something. It can be in putting up boundaries. <laughs> it can be in literally doing nothing for the day. You know, like it. it can oh, be that's so my favorite things. sexual act. <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> it's the hottest thing. Oh god! Right? Like, let someone else do all the stuff, please. Yeah, can like someone else clean while I just stay oh. home and jack off and like? Yes. Literally, that's it. I would love oh. someone to do that. I've <laughs> definitely thought about like finding myself a service bottom, but are you a service bottom? For that. No, 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 I'm not. <laughs> I would probably be this. You're very much a top. To call somebody to yeah. do the thing. You're very I mean, much a top. Mm -hmm. We can get into the nuances of that. <laughs> <laughs> because I definitely think I'm much, in general, when it comes to like the sex part, I'm much more of a bottom, but. There are definitely things that I'm like much more, more toppy, pop on, you know, mm -hmm. which is, I think, also life. Hey, you know what? You're a mermaid where it matters, you know? Exactly. <laughs> you can be like flowy, like a sirena and just mm -hmm. like, you know, and then all of a sudden you just gobble your men up oh, like a black well, yeah. widow. I was, just, I was literally, I was just saying earlier to somebody <laughs> that like if I would, the kind of mermaid I would want to be is definitely the kind that looks really pretty sitting on a rock and also deadly as is the person who like or the person the mermaid who like does the dragging down into the depths. Very that that is my aesthetic. I love that. Yes. Where you like sing your siren song and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the sailors come towards you and then all of a sudden you turn into like this anglerfish mouth kind of thing where you're yes. going, Oh my god, mm -hmm. I love anglerfish. They're so creepy. I know, like that one fish in Finding Nemo is yeah. so misunderstood. I love so him. They just want to eat. They just want to eat. <laughs> our main characters, yeah. they just want to eat our main characters. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, oh, I mean, just the little things. So yeah. uh, let's get into pleasure. Pleasure yes. anatomy. When we think pleasure anatomy, like for me, at least my first thought goes into like genitals. But yeah. I'm pretty sure that pleasure isn't just the genitals. What's the deal with pleasure anatomy? Absolutely. So really it it goes much beyond the genitals. The genitals are usually the the part that I end that I end with because really? there's so much oh. more to it. One of the first mm. things I like to talk about is the brain, right? Because the way I say it is that there is a direct line between your brain and your butthole. Very that. True, I right? Get it. And so mm. if there is if there's a disconnect with what's going on um, in front of you versus what's going on in your head, it, there's definitely going to be a disconnect between the pleasure and the action, whatever's happening. Um, so, you know, I go into the brain a little bit. I go into the fact that our skin is technically the largest sex organ, right? 
Mm-hmm. Which I'm mm-hmm. sure some people would like to argue that they're they have a larger sex <laughs> it's organ, the brain. but like, uh, um, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> <laughs> but also your skin, right? Like, right. And there's yeah. there's all of these little receptors all over our bodies, and each one of them can can like give us so much pleasure, but it's connected to what's going on in our heads, right? Like, someone could hate tickling. But most people think oh, me. tickling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, but you know, some people think that like tickling is like such a fun activity. You know, if someone tried to tickle me, I would kick them. Oh my god, yes! Like literally, the last time I was tickled, I accidentally kicked him in the face, but his <laughs> nose bled. I'm so <laughs> sorry. If he ever finds me, I'm really sorry. Like, hey, it was your fault. You didn't listen I mean, to me. I said yeah. I hated tickling. But then what? we ended up going to the ER and I'm like, well, when? how are we going to explain this to the doctor? <laughs> right? I mean, I'm sure they've heard it. <laughs> uh, they've probably heard like every th- single thing. But people's like journey to pleasure, finding the ultimate pleasure, like they, they've probably seen the horror stories. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, my gosh. So what are some of the things that you teach in your workshops about pleasure that give people that aha moment? Like, oh, really? I didn't know that. Like, what are some right, of the common right. patterns that you notice? I mean, definitely the the brain body connection is one that I, I feel like is just missing a lot of the time from the conversation. Um, because because I think a lot of the time we're on autopilot right? Like we go through the motions of our day, we go through, you know, all the things that are on our to-do list, but we don't necessarily take the time to really like sit down and like focus on the things that actually give us pleasure. And and then there's also a lot of noise. There's a lot of the like, this is what you should do in order to you know, feel pleasure. This is what you should do in order to like practice self-care. And like, it can be so simple and it can be like drinking water, you know, Mm, (laughs) like mm -hmm, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be a whole to do and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money either. Um, So I think that that, I mean, like that's definitely a big piece to it. Um, I like to go into really having people explore what, other things in their life has affected how they view pleasure um and how they react to it and yeah yeah so like in um in one of my workshops um the the reclaiming your power through pleasure there is a, a whole section in which i basically ask them about messages that they received about um about pleasure about their bodies um and wow the other part is like totally pleasure bodies oh no it's your own workshop i know right (laughs) it's been a while we've been in we've been in putangina so true Mm -hmm. (laughs) um but so it's pleasure um your bodies and healing Mm -hmm. right so um and those are 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 all in my mind really connected um but most people don't think about don't think about that connection and then and it's and it's often a writing exercise because i want them to like write it down um like really examine it share with other people because it might 
bring some revelations to other folks and they're like, oh gosh, yeah, like that for me too. Um, and that part, the sharing part is meant to, to help people get out of that silo, right? Because a lot of the time we don't realize that other people have had really similar experiences or might have some insight into their healing that could help somebody else. Um, and then because I like to incorporate a little bit of the like witchiness, mm -hmm. I guess, mm -hmm. um, I encourage people to take what they've written down and like burn it, flush down the toilet. You know what I mean? Like get very symbolic. It. Rip yeah. it up. Symbolic. Yeah. yeah. And are it's so you... cathartic too, that whole motion. Yeah. Like, are you okay to share some of the things that people have said? It's just so like listeners or whoever's listening to this, like they can relate to sure. what those things are. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, um, I mean, like, uh, I, I mean, I can tell you, so I share my experiences too, because I think that's really important for sure. So like yeah. thinking about, um, how, how, um, uh, messages that I've been told about my body, I am not a skinny person. Um, I'm definitely more on the fat side, which I am not mad Ashamed about them. because yeah, no. you know what i mean mm -hmm. like this is what my body did i had a baby Girl. like and like yeah. i like Those myself my uva cake and you know what i mean look mm -hmm. <laughs> i will have cake any time of day don't even give me some ube give me some adobo give me yes. some puto like exactly all, all the carbs a, yeah and it is, gives you energy it, carbs first is semen a carb is semen i think it's a protein Okay, so it's it's keto friendly. I can still yes. consume semen. <laughs> it is. Okay, it is keto Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I think there's like, I forget how many calories. Not that. Oh, okay. Many. Not that many. So uh, I'm gonna be skinny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also like you know. Yeah. No, I don't really care about being skinny. I'm just <laughs> like I'll use his semen as like a little bit of seasoning, like puppies, <laughs> you know? There's a cookbook out there for this. There should be. It. There is one. Truly. Oh, there is. There is. I don't know how to, the name how to of it, incorporate semen in your I'm, cooking. Yes. I'm pretty <laughs> this is the thing everybody needs to Google. I don't remember the title, but there's <laughs> definitely a cookbook about this. I want to say I have a friend who owns it. <laughs> I'm so here for it. That sounds like simultaneously disgusting and delicious. Right. I, right. I, I gotta see like you there's know, a just, whole process. Oh, oh my <laughs> so god. Oh my god. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, so like the some of the messages that I've definitely received are like, um, you know, like if you are a certain size, then you're not healthy, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. Or Mm -hmm. um you know like people aren't going to hire you for work or people aren't going Aww. to like like it's like the weirdest thing that people say you know and it's all in this frame of like health but but health exists in such a range and so mm -hmm. much of it honest i mean so much of what's out there and is promoted by people is honestly based in like white supremacy <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the patriarchy and like who has time for that it's 2021 at this point you We're know all, like, like stress we don't have time to be ashamed no of our bodies time. exactly there's like, so many other things my life mm -hmm. right like and yeah people just get weird about it and yeah. and, and want to control other people's happiness and mm -hmm. i'm not here for it yeah so like you care about my body while the world is literally on fire 
Right. There is climate change, and I'm trying to come. So you leave exactly. me alone. Let me do my goddamn thing. <laughs> you know. My God. So, so I mean, like things like that, and and also, you know, like you're not supposed to cry. Like crying doesn't help. Really? Oh yeah, I've, people have said that. My my parents are like, I don't know why you're crying. That's not going to help. And I'm just like, uh, why? <laughs> like this. But yeah, like I'm such a crier, and I am. Like I wear my emotions really on my face, which is into trouble a couple of times. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, like it's it's and it's it's such a part of who I am, and it's it's a part of everybody. Like we have emotions; emotions really matter. Um, and and to diminish that, I think a lot of the time it is a thing that people don't realize that those are the messages that they're getting and it might not be so direct but they're there Mm -hmm. how do you like begin to unpack something like that because that just like being free from the binds of societal standards does not happen overnight right you know like how do you start to unpack your your ingrained messages of what should and shouldn't be pleasurable where do you begin well, I want to say up front that it is a I think it's a lifelong journey, especially because it's it doesn't just happen with yourself, right? Like there's so there's the external societal voices, there's your friends and family, you know, who are also influenced by all that stuff. There's the media. So so much of it is is um rec- like ask like really being curious too and really being like inquisitive of why is that the message right like why is that the message where is that coming from where did it come from to begin with you know um and then and then kind of trying to take it apart in a way this this is actually a thing that i see kids do um they'll they want to explore something they want to understand something and so what do they do they take it apart right and so if we're able to to really like look at something and be like well why like ask the basic questions who what when where why how why how yeah yeah you know Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and to be able to do that with the things that are influencing us can really give some insight into then how we individually are able to kind of step out of that right Mm -hmm. and and be really able to make informed choices as to what to do next with that information right oh wow that seems like yeah that's not gonna happen overnight oh that's no definitely gonna be a lifelong thing until <laughs> Look, the day we die right like i said i'm a mermaid i didn't say that i have a magic wand <laughs> you know? i do and it vibrates <laughs> same. That one, but same and also it's a different kind of magic altogether. Oh, yeah. It's still magical nonetheless. Right. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I don't know if you know this, but, like, in French, uh, I'm going to fuck this up, but in French, the word for orgasm is le petit mot, which literally means little death, because there's this belief that when you orgasm, your soul temporarily leaves your body, and Whoa. then it comes back. So it's kind of like you died a little bit, So which I think is kind of magical. 
So I kind of love that though. I kind of love that too. But like, also, where are my horcruxes? If I've died like, how many times, <laughs> imagine how immortal I can be. Come on, right? <laughs> Hello. Oh my god, right? So okay, uh, this m- next question might be like either elementary or very academic. Take your pick. But the question is, how do we know when something is pleasurable? That seems so, yeah, right? Like, a lot of people don't know, like, is this supposed to feel good? Like, I don't really know what should and shouldn't feel good. How does Mm. a person who has never experienced pleasure before, or at least had an inkling of pleasure, begin to discern and figure out, okay, this is what I find pleasurable, this isn't? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wow, okay, I'm like... Where do, where do I want to start with that question? That's such Wherever. a good question. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, oh, okay, okay. So I think it can... This is a... I feel like it's a little bit of a cop-out. Maybe it isn't. I don't... I mean, I don't think it is. And also, I think it is. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I think that that would really depend on what part you want to focus on. Okay. So let me let me... Let me do the little breakdown, right? Um, if you want to go like really, um, what's the word? Why can't I think of this word right now? Cerebrally? Did I make yeah. that up? <laughs> Cranially, brainially? I don't know. Brainially? English is <laughs> English I is like a weird that thing. One better, though. Brainial? <laughs> Brainially? Um, From a neuro? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, well, I'm actually thinking more of more like psychologically, like sure. yeah, the yeah. things that we we learn that are pleasurable are often things that we learn as a as a baby, mm-hmm. you know, um, because and and I'm, and I know that this is a little silly, but like I kind of I got the joy of of watching that learning with my son because Aww. he's like he's almost two. But, like, he's still learning, like, okay, you know, like, is this supposed to be scary? Is this fun? Like, is this nice? Um, And there are things that I think that are really basic, like, touch is a thing that um, humans need in order to thrive, right? (laughs) And this is, and that is a lesson that we definitely learned in this past year and then some. Um, Like, the the amount of articles that I saw that were about, like... um, uh skin hunger right Ooh. oh because my love language is physical touch oh mm. you have no idea the amount of like touch i need right now right like, i am dehydrated i am hungry, Absolutely. oh yeah yes yes exactly and so i think that, that there are some things that are really basic for our own survival um, and survival doesn't necessarily mean that like you propagate or that you like live till you're like 150 years old. Survival is like kind of being happy, right? Ha- and and the way that I think of happiness is happiness can't impinge on other people's happiness. Right? But <laughs> there's that. Um, I mean, like in a very human rightsy kind of way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, there are some people who I'm just like. No, you don't deserve to be happy. But <laughs> because, literally oh, every sorry, single man I've ever, <laughs> literally every single man I've ever been with, do not deserve to be happy. They missed out on all this. They dumped me. Uh, bye, yeah. bye, girl, bye. 
Bye. <laughs> so, yes, them, all of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So, so, so there's the like the the basic needs part, right? And I think that the like some of that is really important in terms of pleasure, like all of our senses, you know, like the 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 ways in which we are able to connect to the world, to ourselves, um, through engaging with with yeah with other people with food I mean we can talk about food all day you know like oh please all, all yeah. of those different things I think that that there are ways to to just consider like okay you know like it's not just pinging one of those senses it could be activating like a bunch of different things and that can be a clue as to what feels pleasurable to you um and also i i do think that it's contextual right like again someone who might enjoy tickling would get a kick out of that same act but someone who doesn't is going to hate the situation or if you're a person who did like tickling but you were in an uncomfortable situation and someone tried to tickle you like no one wants that you know Mm-mm. Mm-mm. um right right so um, I think there's a lot that goes into it. If if it can't, it, I I couldn't possibly give a like simple answer because for sure, no, no, and that's game. totally un- that's totally you know? understandable because I feel like pleasure is such an individual experience, and there's no like right or wrong yeah. way to go about achieving your own individual pleasure. But right. I wanted to like use this episode as a guide for people to like you know the ones who are starting their pleasure journey um what are some of the baby steps because like uh i'm just imagining like someone listening to this has like never had an orgasm before or like oh sure right like or or they're like constantly being barraged by like the thoughts in their head during sex that keep them from having an orgasm or you know something like that like there are days when i'm in bed that are like uh or when i'm in bed with a guy and then the only thing i'm thinking of in my head is like where am I going to go for food? Or like, how much gas did I leave in the car again? Is right. my toaster on? Like, it's all these different things. So it's that brain to butthole connection, I'm telling you. Exactly, exactly. So um, I wanted to ask you, like, for people who have that kind of thought process, what are some of the ways that we can start to incorporate pleasure in and out of the bedroom and also quiet down those voices, those thoughts that keep us from experiencing pleasure Mm. so i actually think about it like um uh i don't i don't know if you have heard of um like if the suggestion of like if you are are uh sort of dissociating in a way if if you're having a, a moment where you're feeling like you're being taken out of the current situation because your brain is actually doing the thing to try to protect you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's called dissociating. Mm-hmm. Um, th- there's like the uh, think about like five things that you can see, four things that you can feel, you know, like that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Three things right. that you can grounding. Yeah, yeah. The, the a lot of the like grounding techniques. A lot of that can work really well towards getting back into your body during a pleasurable moment right Right. and it can it doesn't even have to be during a sexual experience it can be 
while you're having i'm gonna i'm gonna go here again because this is where my Mm -hmm. brain goes while you're having a meal you know like what does the texture feel like what tastes can you pick out can you taste this specific ingredient can you you know what i mean that sort of thing um and and hopefully that part of the process can be the pleasurable part right mm-hmm. like it's not meant to be homework like i don't want right. people to think yeah. that like no, no 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 you know like i'm sure i could create a workbook for this and also it shouldn't have to be it, it, well, i don't want to say shouldn't um it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. right like step by step sort of thing it's um being able again to like kind of pick apart the the things that you're noticing about an experience Mm -hmm. right and and i have to say like as much as i am a proponent of like sex toys i'm also a huge proponent of taking orgasm don't hate me for this but taking orgasm out of the focus not necessarily out of the picture right unpopular opinion and super unpopular opinion hot take hot take here we go let's go let's go i'm ready well look because because there is so much focus on the big o and you know like all of this right like how are you gonna every freaking cosmo magazine has articles about like thousand different things that you can do to achieve an orgasm and it's like 10 hour orgasm right and cosmic orgasm like right right which is like great and also I think it's time. <laughs> Look, yeah, that. Yeah. But it really puts the focus on this like end, this ending. Right. Yeah. Right. And it doesn't. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I know that in a lot of like tantric circles and a lot of the like more spiritual um, woo woo side of sex ed, which I think mm-hmm. is also really valuable, but not oh, necessarily sure. where I go. Um, I think that that can be great, but it doesn't have to be the like end all be all. Right. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It can be it can be a fun like goal for someone who might want to go into that, but but to be able to take away the focus and honestly the pressure on the orgasm can sometimes help people actually achieve the orgasm, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and some people are just anorgasmic. Like I don't oh, think yeah, it's a, yeah. you know, like it's totally a thing. Um, and I think that that the the yeah the just taking away the focus on the orgasm can do wonders <laughs> for oh, people yeah. because then you really do end up focusing more on the pleasure side mm-hmm. of all you're not it. like you're not like keeping track of time or something like, right Come on, hurry like, up let's get this over with you know it's been seven minutes and 45 seconds and you know like 0.2 milliseconds and i haven't Ugh. come yet and we have a problem you right. know like and I, I mean, there's one thing about being time strapped. Like, if you don't have a lot of time, like, that's a whole different problem, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But, but if you're if you're trying to really focus on the pleasure piece, I mean, even in a small time frame, it can be easy to just quickly shift the way that um, you might think about what you're mm-hmm. what you're experiencing. For sure, yeah. Uh, you might be interested in knowing this, but like, uh, I'm on Noom. Not important. Okay. Um, uh but the reason i bring it up is because one of the articles that new made me read was about the french uh i'm bringing up the french again because they are apparently the best lovers in the world i don't know i am but uh, you know (laughs) right um no but the reason i bring that up is because there was an article that i read on noom 
where French people eat basically like things that are heavy in cholesterol, in grease, mm. in fat, but for whatever reason, they stay in shape. And mm. the reason being is because they don't eat and rush, you know, they make eating an event. They slow down. Yeah. They yeah. literally like make a meal, every single meal, a part of their life in a ritualistic experience. And not so much like here in North America where it's like mm -hmm. grab and go and like I got somewhere to be. I'm just going to grab as much as I can and keep moving. Whereas the French, they're like, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to enjoy my meal. I'm going to talk to my friends. I'm going to, you know, not turn on the TV and just like literally be here in this moment. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try that. And it wasn't until I tried it that I was like, wow, this adobo is actually more delicious than I thought it would be or then I remembered yes. last time because like you can taste the saltiness mm. you can taste the texture of the chicken you can taste like how the the leaves and the herbs mix yes. in there and I was like holy shit why can't this be like every single meal <laughs> you know? right I mean adobo uh, is special in and of itself true but right yes mm -hmm. agree agree yeah same thing with sex you know we and gotta slow down yeah and i actually think that a lot of the a lot of the ways that we learn about everything else can really be i mean like if it was better i guess like there's so much <laughs> connection right i was listening to a, uh i forget what i was listening to a podcast but i don't remember which podcast um and it was about um it was about drug use and the person was basically saying like if we instead of you know teaching just say no to drugs we should actually be teaching about how to do it safely how to do it safely and like how what happens to the body mm, what happens to the yeah. brain like actually teaching all of those things can make people better users mm -hmm. or or right. you know like or, or make sure. actually better decisions about that's and mm. i was like and i was like just like sex i'm literally yeah. driving down the highway and i'm just like this is the same argument about sex like it's the same <laughs> thing you know and and i just and i really feel like that there's so much of that that can mm -hmm. be applied to so many different things oh yeah oh yeah for sure like uh like taking that same context out of sex and out of drugs like something as simple as applying sunscreen you know right like, you wouldn't like let your your son out into the glaring hot sun without anything right but also right. you want to protect him from the harmful rays so there is a way to like reduce that while he still has some time right. for fun and right. just not get hurt oh right. my god we need to we need to really like flip pleasure on its head oh totally We're we really do it. because it, <laughs> i mean and that's part of the issue is that i think that so much of it has become so formulaic you mm -hmm. know um that we don't like just stop <laughs> for mm. a second and like we're and, always and rushing. Look, i'm i'm super guilty of this too like i'm not gonna say that i have a perfect life because my right. like you know i mean like even if i i want to be upfront and transparent like even like trying to schedule this with you i was like fuck you know like there's this yeah, email yeah, that no. i've been you know and then i was like yeah, yeah. I, i'm gonna try not to email him when it's like 1 a.m when i'm still awake because my brain has decided i'm gonna be awake at 1 a.m and, and you know what i mean and it's like oh actually like maybe i'm gonna reply at a, at a decent hour and then I'm, i 
freaking forget about it because there's a <laughs> place like work and life and a child running around like, like you know like i'm the same my yeah. brain is literally most active when i'm just about to sleep like oh, really God. i'm trying to sleep and then the moment i like start to catch some z's you think about what we have to do when we get up come oh, on God. i just want to get some sleep right right you know and so i'm i say this i say that to say that like we can we can know all of these things and that it has to be a constant practice, right? Like it can't, I don't, I mean, yes, there are people who know a lot, but I am always, um, I always kind of like do a little like, you know, like little dogs and they're like, mm. you know, I kind mm. of do that whenever I, I think of the word expert because I, I feel like there's a finality to it and, and there's like what mm. happened, there's more learning to be had, you know? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Oh, love this conversation <laughs> so much. Uh, it's truly beautiful. I want to ask about the other side of pleasure, which is yeah. when um, the factors that affect our pleasure being trauma. Mm -hmm. How does trauma, whether it be sexual, physical, or emotional, affect our ability to feel pleasure? What are some of the ways that it comes up in the body or like, what does it sound like? What does it feel like in mm. your experience, whether it be personal or whether it be through the workshops that you've held? Yeah. Uh, so, so when we experience trauma, right, basically our brains and our bodies go into survival mode, right? Um, and survival mode is sometimes a constant way of being, depending on who you are in this world, right? Unfortunately. Um, and so it, the, the, I think the difficult part about that is because it is it can be a constant feeling for so many of us we're not taking the time to recognize it or, or we might not even realize that it's an issue um and then and then other things start happening um so for example um you know working working a, a nine to five right um doesn't have to be super stressful especially if you're like one of the things the only things that you do is like sit at a computer you know um but maybe your commute might be a little bit intense or mm, maybe mm. you're um oh sorry there is a fly <laughs> in my house there's a there's a trauma there for you <laughs> i don't even know how it got in we don't have a single door open i'm sorry it just fine. scared the shit out of me <laughs> i'm totally keeping this in the show that's so funny <laughs> talk about trauma i know right <laughs> so and why hasn't my cat caught it anyway. <laughs> so we're just gonna keep going hopefully it doesn't yeah, yeah. you don't hear it doesn't land on the microphone my gosh um <laughs> anyways so <laughs> um lost my train of thought completely all good uh like the Sorry. things that affect our oh. pleasure the traumatic things yeah right so you're nine to five right like you might be having a, a shitty commute if if that was the case or your boss might suddenly put a deadline on you 
Um, and so what happens when we when we experience stress is the same thing that happens when when you know back in the day like our ancestors mm-hmm. were facing stress you know right. and so the way that our brain reacts is actually in a really similar way so there's the whole flight fight um there's fawn and freeze right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and oftentimes we hear about the fight or the flight but i actually think that freeze is a really important one to talk about because that happens a lot more often than most people assume and it could be freezing might mean that you suddenly you know like have no desire to like do the thing or right. you know you kind of feel like a deer in the headlights um and so so that can be an indication of something traumatic happening mm-hmm. um and again it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be like a hard impact sort of trauma, right? It right. doesn't have to be like a one instance sort of trauma. It can be yeah. um, living Little in America uh-huh. <laughs> as a person of color. Oh. Look, <laughs> look, li- living in a predominant—not even predominantly—what is that even anymore? Living <laughs> in in a society that is run by. White, white people, white people, white, white, the pote, yeah, the pote, yung puting mm-hmm. impierno, the white devil, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, oh my god, you know, so yeah. which it, is why I, I appreciate the fact that you have like a, a workshop dedicated to something like this, like pleasure for pinais. I'm like, right, you know what, I never really think about like how we how we as uh, Filipinos we live in our skin and like how that alone can be a factor of our pleasure like the little microaggressions that we receive oh yes yeah but mostly because like I, I don't think about that because like I walk through the door and I just think did I leave the stove on? And like, that's the only thing that's in my head. I'm like, I don't even think right, about right, my right. skin or like whatever. That's the only thing I'm thinking about. Like, did I lock the door? Is my dog fed? <laughs> right. right. Yeah. But even beyond that, now here's the thing, right? Even beyond that, our, there's generational trauma, right? There is, de- there's, um, I don't, again, I don't have the, I don't have the, like citations for this, but I know mm-hmm. there's been some, studies done on like how um generational trauma has affected people right and like if we're gonna dissect like philippine trauma mm-hmm. i mean 500 years under some sort like of Spain, like rule, America, you know Japan, Spain, yeah. all of you know like i think at all one point that. the british <laughs> you know yeah. like everything there's, there's all of We've been this colonized by everything right and so there's that and there's the um there is this survival piece that we've had to deal with and had to sur- literally survive that that affects the way that people raise their kids and those kids will pass that on and, or pass on the trauma of having had to deal with their parents trauma down to their like there's so much of that that happens um and and I think it's important to, to like recognize that that is that can be a really real thing, and 
we're still immigrating. Like there's mm -hmm. then there's that mm -hmm. whole layer, uh, you know, of the story because we're we are a globalized world at this point. Like people are, are immigrating all the time for various different things, and like mm -hmm. isn't isn't the number one um, export of the Philippines um, human labor? Yep, like nurses and uh, what else is there? Yeah, nurses. Nurses, <laughs> no, maid, like a child care yeah. professional, like all of those, yeah, like all that service home professionals. Bodies. Lots yeah. of home bodies. Yeah. And yeah. we take all that money and bring it back home to help our family. And right. Then, you know, hey, you know what? I never trust a nurse unless they're Filipino, like truly. Same. Oh my God. There's like, no, did you hear? I haven't interacted with a lot here, which kind of bummed me out, but mm -hmm. I know they're here. <laughs> They're there somewhere. We just got to search for them. Did you see yeah. that joke on Twitter where it went somewhere along the lines of um, two nurses were, or two Filipino nurses were forbidden from speaking Tagalog because at one point during their shift, one of the nurses said to the other, Sige na die. And then the patient overheard and thought they said, She gon' die. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Did oh a Filipino write that? Because that's yeah, funny. Probably, but like it's so funny because like the Bisaya truly came out. Like, right? is it gonna die? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Oh my God it's so funny. Good. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. And just like, you know, us laughing, that's already a pleasurable thing. Oh, right? absolutely. Like that. And that's, that's part of the the survival piece too is that like mm. and this is part of what i talk about in that workshop is that that you know oftentimes we have had to live under so much of this the things to keep us alive or keep us surviving that we are not actually like thriving mm -hmm. right and like really feeling joy um and i think that those pieces are important um especially to to be able to access the pleasure in those various ways mm -hmm, for sure so yeah. um what are some of like the the beginning steps to overcoming that trauma so that we can reconnect with our pleasure again because i mean i truly enjoy like a good belly laugh or mm -hmm. like you know eating chocolate really slowly or having a dick inside me and you know <laughs> things like that small little things like that but um for the non-chaotically gays um what are some of the ways that they can start to reconnect with their pleasure after trauma mm. um honestly the number one thing especially after trauma is kindness and compassion and patience okay that was three things i lied <laughs> We're Asian. We're supposed to know math, Look, right? I know. <laughs> I definitely. The ancestors did not. are looking down on us, and they're like, "My ancestors were like, yeah, girl, you didn't." I nako. I gave birth to this. <laughs> oh, that's Tangina. definitely what my mom says about my math skills. Don't even get me started. Ay, the trauma Dios. of like doing math homework with my mom. Sus um, Josep. Um, but yeah, so so so. It really is this, like, giving yourself the grace to recognize that it is not an overnight thing, that it can be a constant life um, practice, 
Um, and and it doesn't just have to be like masturbatory, like erogenous right. zone exploration kind of thing. Right. Yeah. I, oh, absolutely not. You know, I actually think that, um, I mean, like I said earlier, in my pleasure anatomy class workshop, I don't start with the genitals because it has to start with up here for at least the way I think about it. Right. Or it can start everywhere else before you hit the genitals. Um, and so it could be engaging in a podcast like this. Oh, uh, yeah. And you like, find this pleasurable? <laughs> yeah. That's so sweet. Oh, my God. Right? You know, but like, seriously, like listening to other people talk about pleasure can be one way to help someone discover, you know, like what what can feel good for them. Um, and or, you know, like. Um, oh, I saw the fly again. I got distracted. <laughs> Um, <laughs> a fly on the wall just listening it's no, like how can i feel more pleasure i mean you know like being <laughs> a voyeur mm. Ooh, oh, i love voyeurism Ooh. yes cuckolding yes oh yes i'm here for uh, it <laughs> so you know like there's there's so many other ways to access pleasure before um before going Anything down your sexual. pants yeah, yeah and, th- and that's actually something that I find I address a lot at, at the sex toy parties because there's this sudden pressure like you're here for a sex toy party and it's like that's all in fine and dandy um, but the company that I work for we also have like a massive spa and bath and body line and there are times when, when I'm sitting in the room with a person and I have to remind them that like I would love for them to own a sex toy and also I want them to use it. So if they buy something that's just going to collect dust, I would really rather not, you know, like I would rather like, do you think that you might feel more comfortable learning how to put lotion on yourself? Like that's been a serious conversation I've had with people, you know, like I don't even really like touching myself, like, like putting lotion on myself. And I'm like, okay, well maybe that's like a first step. Right. And maybe not we even should putting start lotion. There, yeah. Right. Like oh maybe instead of using like what like what might you use for for soap. taking a bath, right? Like is it soap? Yeah. Is it shower gel? Is it a you right. know, like is it a soap bar? Like mm-hmm. is there mm-hmm. a difference between those things if you tried something different in that experience? You know, like shifting the way that we interact with our bodies and in the world with our bodies can be it doesn't have to be big steps right like I don't I don't ever want people to think like oh my god like you're gonna take you're gonna rip my washcloth away from me in the bath <laughs> like I'm not trying to do that <laughs> oh, you know no. I'm just like change the type of soap you're using I don't know you know right like, yeah it can be so simple um and and I think that exploration piece too can help people feel more comfortable like literally and figuratively like going out of their comfort zones right mm-hmm. um because, because it's important yeah oh yeah growth. super important oh <laughs> that is growth yeah it's but like uh, i wish that like you know we stopped overthinking the mechanics of pleasure and like because it is really that simple and like yeah you know we, we get into our heads a lot like um what about in this position or like that position or like what if i incorporate right. this and that like chill 
girl right chill. right right and i know and i i feel like a lot of time um one of the things that i do on social media is this like uh, mermaid goddess q a once a month where i basically mm-hmm. like give a quick answer to something that people might have a question about um and a lot of the times like i have to explain like i know that you think that there's an easy answer to this but it's not it like Mm -mm. there's Mm -mm. so much nuance and there's so much there's questions that i actually like (laughs) before i can even answer their question usually i'm like okay so i have 10 questions for you (laughs) because i want to make sure that if if it's in a private consultation i want to make sure that it's really specific to their situation right um and if it's something that's meant to be a little more general it's going to be a general answer you know but it can get like there's a lot of nitty-gritty to it oh yeah for sure because pleasure is just as messy as it is dirty exactly and why like yeah yeah. and i think that that's just life Mm, very much that oh my god Goddess Cecilia, we've come to the end of our conversation. No! I know. I wish we could talk about pleasure some more, but, you know, we got to give the listeners a break. They're probably feverishly masturbating as they're listening to our sexy voices right now. so. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) If you do, you know, like, send us a couple dollars. Yeah, please, you know, tip us. (laughs) So um, I just want to leave the listeners with just a send-off, a proper final message that you have to say to whoever's listening, what can they take away from this conversation about pleasure anatomy, pleasure after trauma, or just incorporating a little bit more pleasure in their life? The, the answers are not as far away as you might think, right? Um, I actually, I have this tagline. Um, that I would like to say, if I can remember it correctly. Um, but it, basically, it's that it, being the mermaid that I am, right, that 95% of the ocean is a mystery, but your pleasure doesn't have to be. Oh, that's right? so sweet. It's there. Like it's, it's, it's within reach. It's within reach, mm-hmm. and it's just it just needs a lot more exploration. Yeah, uh, I love that so much. At the Cecilia, I love you so much. I cannot get <laughs> oh, enough of you. I love you too. Uh, you're truly the best. I can't get enough of you, and I'm pretty sure the listeners can't get enough of you. So please tell us where can we find you on the internet or wherever. On the internets, I'm literally Goddess Cecilia everywhere. You have to spell it correctly. I don't know who you're going to get if you misspell my name. I'm going to spell it here right now. It's C-E-C-I-L-I-A. All right. Um, I love that. Yeah. So Goddess Cecilia literally everywhere. Um, My website's goddesscecilia.com. And yeah, like I would love to connect with folks. I love that so much. All right, listeners, thank you so much for listening to this very pleasurable episode of the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. I will see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Sex Ed with Tim podcast. Sex Ed with Tim is created and produced by me, Tim Lagman. Music is Aces High by Kevin McLeod. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at GaySlutClown and at Sex Ed with Tim. You can also like and follow me on the Sex Ed with Tim Facebook page. If you enjoyed the show, 
please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Even better, you can also support the show on Patreon, where you can get early access to ad-free episodes and more. Thanks for all your support, you dirty little slut. Mwah!